0: Advice for newlyweds. Man, I hope you love this. You know, one of my favorite things about the winery is that I get to talk to young couples all the time, fun couples that are in love. And a lot of times I'll be talking to a couple and we're in the underground room and it's kind of just the three of us. And they'll say, Give us one piece of advice. So here it is advice for newlyweds. And when you think about it, this could be for anyone. So, number one, say what you want and say what you don't want. Speak your mind perfectly clear. This is huge. Tiff can count on me always saying exactly what I'm thinking. Because when you say what you're thinking, no one needs to read minds. Politely speak your mind all the time. It's a mean game to play when one person thinks the other person should just know what they want. When half the time, we don't even know what we want. So if we don't know what we want, how could our significant other even possibly guess what we want? So be honest, be direct, clear in your communication. You know, Brene Brown has a point on this. She says, clear is kind, unclear is cruel. How true is that? Clear is kind. Even if there's something hard to say, clear is kind, unclear is cruel. You're better off having those challenging discussions earlier than later. I've learned that. (laughs) You don't want it to fester, right? After all, conflict delayed is conflict multiplied. That's the way it works. So say it now. So, the next one are the four pillars of marriage. They are safety, faithfulness, commitment, and reliability. They're the four pillars of trust that every marriage needs to be built upon. If any one of these are lacking, it's a shaky ground to stand on. And if one of these are missing, well, the roof will cave in. <laughs> That's the way it works. And the relationships begin to deteriorate. Safety, faithfulness, commitment, and reliability. In other words, you're safe with me. I will be faithful to you. I'm committed to our relationship and I'm reliable. You can count on me. Marriages thrive when both partners feel safe and secure. Okay, so the next one, who's doing what? This is, a, this is a big discussion to have before you get married. Who is doing what in this relationship? Who's going to be earning the money? Who's cleaning the house? Who's cooking the dinner? Who's paying the bills? Who's going grocery shopping? Who's mowing the lawn, taking the dog out, taking to the vet? Who's going to give the kids a bath? These things are important to talk about, and they will shift over time, but it's important to talk about who's doing what, because assumptions matter a whole lot. Otherwise, you may find yourself fighting over who's supposed to pay the bills and meanwhile, last month's rent is past due. We don't want that to happen, right? So we prepare for success rather than repair the past. Have those discussions. You ready for the next one? Here we go. Learn the other person's love language and speak it to them all the time. Have you ever heard this concept, the love languages? Dr. J- Gary Chapman wrote the book on it. There, you know, There's guys out there right now that they're mowing the lawn, they're cooking dinner, they're cleaning the gutters, and she could care less. All she wants is for him to sit down and spend time with her. If he's speaking the language of acts of service, and she doesn't hear a word he's saying, because her language is quality time together, and he's speaking acts of service. So they're basically speaking different languages to each other, and they're not hearing each other. You see, there's five different languages that we all feel appreciated and loved, and here they are: Acts of Service. Receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Those are the five. So I would say, learn what yours is and make sure your significant other knows what it is. And then learn what your other's love language is and make sure you speak it to them. I can tell you for me, mine is physical touch. That's mine. Tiff knows it. I know it. And she speaks my language. Tiff's is quality time. She loves to just sit and be together. Whether we're watching a movie, we're sitting talking, quality time. So I make sure I speak her language. If I went out and bought Tiff a, a, a gift and brought it home and gave it to her, she would appreciate it, but it's not her primary love language. So know your number one and know your partner's number one and speak it all the time. Okay, on to the next one. Never say anything bad about your spouse's family. Oh, this one's huge, guys. Never, ever do it. Ever. Even if they're doing it, don't join in. You may say, but Randy, my husband's dad is the biggest SOB in the world. You have no idea. Besides, my spouse badmouths him all the time. I'm telling you, don't join in. Don't do it. Even if you have to bite your tongue or leave the room, don't do it. There's something about blood relatives that runs deep. You don't want your words to come back and bite you one day. And they could and they will. When a blood relative dies, everything ugly about them is forgotten. And chances are, you'll still be alive. And when they die, your spouse will remember everything you said. But now, but now you said it about their beloved, innocent, deceased dad. And no living person can ever compete with a dead one. Don't talk bad about your spouse's family ever. Ready for the next one? Praise what you like and ignore what you don't. This is simple, isn't it? People respond to rewards. If she does something that you like, point it out, praise her for it. And guess what? You'll get more of it. She'll do it more often. Now, there's something deadly that I've seen couples do to each other. This is deadly stuff. They'll punish each other for doing something good. That's the worst thing ever. It actually comes from Peterson. He paints a picture of a guy who's married to a girl that's out of his league. She's a nine and he's a six. And his jealousy is, it's getting to him. And he thinks all these other guys are looking at her and it's driving him crazy. So one night they're going to go out to dinner and she gets all dressed up and she's looking pretty. And his jealousy is just, just eating him up. So he takes it out on her. Rather than noticing how beautiful she is, he points out that your toenails could be clipped. And I think I can see the gray roots coming out. He punishes her for trying to look gorgeous. You punish someone for doing something good, you will surely lose them. And rightfully so. You kind of don't deserve them. So far, so good. Okay, two more. Women feel words and guys hear words. It took me years to figure this out. Because Tiff and I would be talking, she'd be crying, and I have no idea why she's crying. I'm thinking, I don't get it. Why are you crying? And she's so hurt. And then I finally heard it one day. Women feel words and guys hear words. This is why the desire to take care of our wife must be greater than our desire to be right. We have a choice. We can choose to take care of our wife or choose to be right. John Maxwell said it the other day. He said early on in his marriage, he said, you know, we would get into arguments, and I would use every single bit of my knowledge and ability to out-argue her, and I would always win, because I was skilled at it. And finally, she looked at me and she said, John, you may be winning, but you're losing my love. I got chills right now. It hit me hard, because I thought, wow, is winning worth losing her love? Never. Happens a lot of times, though, in relationships. We think we won the fight, but we lost the person. Us guys need to do all we can to learn to hear and feel the words she's saying. This is why apologizing, it's so in order. Us guys, (laughs) we may not even ever know what we said or did, but she's upset and she's crying. I've learned to always apologize. Even if it's a simple, I'm sorry I hurt you, love. I don't quite understand right now, but I'm sorry I hurt you. You see, apologizing means that you value the relationship more than your ego. And even if you don't understand, just apologize. We've said it before. Apologies are like an antibiotic when a relationship has an infection. No one's ever gone wrong with a sincere apology. And a sincere apology, well, it's never hurt anyone. The last one is to be polite. Treat your spouse the best. I think we had a podcast on this a couple weeks back about how I've I've chosen to give Tiff my best, not strangers. Always give your significant other your best. Always. Don't give them the leftovers of your day. Save the best for them. Can we do a bonus one? Work hard and talk a lot about aligning reality with expectations. This is huge. This is why it's a bonus one. (laughs) Whenever there's a misunderstanding, expectations and reality are not aligning. This is why we had said earlier, had the conversation of who's cleaning the house, cooking the dinner, paying the bills. Because if you don't have those things align, expectations and reality will miss and fights will ensue. When the two don't align misunderstandings, fights, hard feelings, that is the foregone conclusion. Fulfilled marriages They're earned through efforts on both sides. Fulfilled marriages, it's not the default. It's not just what happens. We don't get the relationships that we want in our life. We get the ones that we work for and we earn and we build and we create, we cultivate. It's kind of like growing a garden, isn't it? You go out, you plant the seeds. But if you don't keep going after that garden and taking care of it, the weeds will take over and nothing good will grow. Everything worthwhile is uphill, and the rich marriage is no exception. When each partner loses themselves in the service to the other, you can be sure both people will experience the very best marriage has to offer.
1: feels so good to be back doesn't it feels good to be back in the studio man and gotta point this out this wasn't planned i am a newlywed and randy came in with the talk and was like ralph i have to explain i was like no it's (laughs) it's quite all right (laughs) it wasn't planned it It really wasn't planned i just got back from my honeymoon and randy was like dude like i have this talk i'm like let's just just do it run away with it um and there's uh, it's just there's a lot of information in there and there's a lot of stuff that and there's just one that i just i still have problems with what's that the apology one. And I, and I mean the apology, like I mean the problem. Like I agree,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: for some reason I just have a hard time
0: mm-hmm.
1: doing it. Like I, I don't know why and I know it, and I don't know if it's an ego thing. I don't, I really don't know. It's just, it's, there's just some things that I, believe, and this will probably happen I'm mature at some point with it, but there's just certain things that's like, no, like if this is, this isn't right, I don't believe this to be right. I can't apologize for something that I truly believe down deep to be wrong. Right. Like mm-hmm. if this is wrong, mm-hmm. I can't sit here and say, oh, I apologize. Like if it's on me, this, that, and the other thing. There's such a hard.
0: So it's one of the things, you know, the apologize, apologies. It would doesn't fix feel it, real. But, I should say. Okay. Doesn't Does that make sense? Authentic? Like if, like, if okay. I'm going
1: to apologize, it's just like, oh, I am apologizing to apologizing. I understand the value of it because it, it dissipates the situation,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's also like, well, I just don't want to say, I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry. Cause then, but then there is also that element of like, well, is it weakness? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm saying I'm sorry, it's like I'm showing a weak side. I don't know. It's a, there's a lot of ego involved. I trust me, I get it. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But every time the apology comes around, it's like, no, I apologize for a lot of things, but there's some things that I genuinely don't believe need to be apologized for. So I'm not going to take the hit on the apology.
0: <coughs> God off. bless you. No, Thank you. am I so, making sense though? Yeah, but can I can I give you a tool to use? Absolutely. Yeah, it comes from Viktor Frankl's book, You Know, Man's for Meaning. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, whenever there's something in life that you have a challenge with the moment you express it out loud to the world around you, it, it vanishes. It has no power. You sweep, you, you suck the power out of it. So the, so, the next time there's some challenging situation where you feel that, okay, this would be inappropriate for an apology, but there's this big thing inside me going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. What I would say is, uh, I would go, let's pretend it's with Diana. I'll go, Diana, you know, what, you know what I have a big challenge with? she go, what's that, Ralph? Apologizing. I don't know what it is about it, but I have such a challenging thing inside me about apologizing. And I know right now I should apologize, but it's just killing me. I, pro- I, I promise you, you'll do that one time. It'll probably be gone forever. Mm. The moment you out it, the moment you out that stuff, the problem it has yeah. no more light. Well, yeah, because the, pro- I the problem is not saying. apologizing. The problem is the feeling about apologizing. Mm-hmm. So the moment you say to her, I have this, I have a problem with apologizing. I know I should do it, but there's something, something blocking me. The moment you get that out of you, the block will be gone. It's like pulling the boulder out and just going, it's gone now. But what if somebody, what if the other person should apologize? It's Like we said earlier, what are the odds of two people coming to the exact same emotional state, the exact same moment in time? Almost zero. So when we apologize, it's only about us. Mm. Only about us. It has nothing to do with the person in front of you. And I know that sounds like, wow, it's pretty self-fulfilling, but yeah, too bad. I mean, I'm accountable for me. You're accountable for you. So I'm going to take care of me. You take care of you. All I can do is the best I can do. So if I know that I owe you an apology, I'm going to give it to you to set myself free. Sounds selfish? Kind of. But would you want to be around someone that's in their own internal prison? Probably not. Happy people are free people. Happy people have happy, happy relationships. Happy relationships always require apologies. Always. I apologize to Mama on the way here. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I get, I, you know, I have censuses to figure, fill out at the winery and I, everything in me wants to fill those out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty low in the totem pole, you yeah. know what I mean? But they send some pretty threatening letters. It gets pretty mean, you know. I'm like, wow, I gotta fill this out, love. You know but it's like? The, you know, the day's coming, it's midnight. You're gonna go to bed, get the kids up in the morning, you know. And I'm like, and I was expressing some frustration to her this morning about it, going, I, I need help. I'm like, I, I can't do this thing because it's asking questions, like, you know, how much, how much payroll did you pay out in March of 2022, like. How am I supposed to know? Wow, right? I'm like, don't you have this data? You know, but it's, I mean, but they want a number there. And this stuff comes down on me. Then pretty soon, my fr- she's picking up on my frustration. And then pretty soon she's feeling it. And she's going, what, what did I do something wrong? No, you didn't, love. I'm just, I'm just frustrated right now. So I'm driving her going, I'm sorry, love. I shouldn't take have taken that out on you. Hmm. I'm, I'm, making my, I'm making sure I'm set free of that moment that I'm like, she knows that I didn't, I didn't want to hurt you. And I may have, but I'm really, will you accept my apology? She goes, it's all good, love. I know. I get it. Mm. There's yeah. got to be that understanding though then,
1: right? Like for her to understand, like, I get it. Like they have to live through that moment and experience what that's like for the apology to make sense then. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yep.
0: We, and I ended this presentation with that, with a sentence saying, when, when each partner in a marriage loses each other in the service of the other, they'll experience the best marriage has to offer.
1: It's unconditional at that point. Right. There's no I mean, condition, I, I get right? chills
0: saying that because- I know Tiff would do anything for me and Mm -hmm. she knows I would do anything for her. And we lose ourselves in the service of each other. She's more important than I am.
1: That's cool. I'm happy. That's cool. You said that it happened again, not to shed the light, but when we got married in the church, the priest said the same thing at the homily. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. we both make the choice to like on your wedding day, you make the choice that that person that you're going in with is now more important than you. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you know you're you're no longer number one in your life. Mm-hmm. Like that person is and when it hit, like I mean, I granted I cried the whole friggin' day. If yeah. you remember, I was yeah. just like, this is yeah. incredible. Like awesome. That that sense of happiness and that feeling is like something mm-hmm. at, yeah. bar none. Like I right. can't even explain what that was. Like if that's yep. true happiness, it's like wow. And I get to experience it with her. Yep. But that same level of like on your wedding day, it's no longer about you. It's that person that you're there with. Mm-hmm. And like it's your it's my job as a husband to mm-hmm. take her and give her every, like, it's just that, like, that's just, take care of her, take yeah. care of her. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it was just like a whoa moment of right. like, Oh yeah, it's real. Like yeah. that's real. That's Huge. a real thing. Huge. Cause you feel it your whole life. Like, I don't know if I should be so centered, focused, so selfish, so on and so forth. And then on your wedding day, it's like, guess mm-hmm. what? That feeling mm-hmm. you've been having, there it is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. now it's true. It's come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Have fun yep. with it, and it's yep. like whoa! It's a true moment. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, That's something you, you use the word moment, and there is a moment. You know, I, I've done a I've done two weddings now where I've you know legally married people. Mm-hmm. I've done like vow renewals, but in the actual wedding ceremonies, I remember the very first time it happened, the moment I said I now pronounce you husband and wife, the, the couple was married. The guy looked at me, goes, "What was that? Did you did you feel that? <laughs> it's weird, right? It was almost like there was a flash that." Like, again, I chilled all over my body because I remember look, looking at going, "What was that?" Because I wasn't ready for it, but there was an instantaneous something happened in that moment. Mm-hmm. This, this the recent Reddit wedding with Jaden and Jerry, same thing. And I, met, I remember Jaden looked at me at one point. She looked right in my eyes, was like, "What just happened?" You know, yeah, you felt that. Getting when two people come together, can I kick this to a higher level real quick? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Okay, so you all listening know I'm a person of faith, right? And I really believe that when you get married, God joins your souls together and it's called the the Bible calls it cleaving cleaving means you are so glued together that you cannot possibly separate the one from the other without pieces sticking to each other. Like, it's not like there'll be a a clean break, Mm -hmm. you know, and as we, as we are married longer and longer, we do become one body. You know, for example, like right now there is memory that I'm storing in my wife's mind because I don't need to remember it. I'm using her mind for memory you use Diana's, I mean, mm-hmm. right? And we, we, become, we become one. And if Tiff's hurt, I will feel her pain more than she feels her pain, right? And the Bible actually teaches us that if us as husbands, we want to understand how to treat our wife, all you do is, is see how Jesus treated the church. Because how he treated the church is the lesson of how we treat our wife. He took care of the church. He protected the church. He, he honored the church. You know, and it's everything about it. I mean, there's a story where, you know, people were, at one point they were, they were having like a flea market in the church. He's flipping tables. He livid over it. He's, how dare you? You know, and this is, you know, this is him protecting the church. You know, so there's, I take a, a lot of lessons of that, you know, of how did Jesus treat the church is how I should be treating mama. Yeah, that was, I know that moment because yeah. it hits you and it's, so just, it's, it's a
1: rush. It's right. I don't, you, I, there's no way to explain you it. It's just like, right. it's, there's just this feeling you Flush get where light. it's like.
0: Yeah, it's A just sound like, it's that just you only like, you hear.
1: Yeah, it's like a reverse, I don't know, it's like a reverse symbol where it's like, yep. and mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, yeah. it right. just happened. Right. And then it's the covenant with God. It's this whole mm-hmm. thing that you're just like, whoa, like we're just now here. Like, yeah. right. it's it's almost like it feels like it's you and me against the world or you, me and God mm-hmm. against the world. Yep. Yep. And it's so cool because right. then it's like. This is new. Like, what are yeah. we gonna do? How can we do all the experiences that you've had and all the experiences that I had? Now they're together. Mm-hmm. How do we now take these and capitalize on them and, and push through life together? Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Everybody should yeah. get married.
0: Like, I Once, love that Ralph. I love that twice. Ralph. I love that Ralph. No, but you know what I mean. Everybody the should get. It really is.
1: It's a cool feeling. Yeah. I'm also on this yeah. honeymoon marriage. Yeah, new wet. Just got back a couple just days high. ago. Yeah, I'm just so on this. this marriage what a great one to start with, right? Oh, it's incredible. I love it. I love it. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ralph.